0: Hello I'm Mercedes and I'm Tash and you're listening to episode 87 of Chat Disney. Welcome back to another episode of the Chat Disney podcast and what an exciting episode this is. We are celebrating Tash. We're also going to be celebrating Tash next week as well because Tash, you have a very special birthday coming up, don't you? I do. Yes. We won't spoil it yet, although if you're listening to this episode, you can probably tell from the title of this episode. So we're going to be celebrating our lifetime of Disney trips today and we're going to be concluding today's episode with hello 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 one of my favourite segments but before we get into all of that let's have a little look at what's been happening in the world of Disney this week
1: exciting news for all you Guardians fans out there. The Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind ride that is coming to Epcot either next year or the year after. We're not sure yet, but they have now unveiled the ride carriages, which is super
0: exciting.
1: They're blue and gold. They look amazing. Definitely check it out.
0: Yes, very, very exciting. Another little bit of Walt Disney World news. This is very exciting. McDonald's are going to be selling Walt Disney World themed Happy Meal toys. So you can expect to see things like Mickey Mouse riding Mission Space and Pluto on the Jungle Cruise. These Happy Meal toys will be available from November 17th, and it's not clear yet which countries they're going to be sold in. So just keep your eyes out at your local McDonald's. I love this. I hope they sell them here.
1: And um, Very exciting movie news as well this week. Obviously, movie releases have been all over the place this year, what with everything that's been happening in the world. And we've seen the likes of Mulan come straight to Disney+, Plus, and Soul, of course, will be coming straight to Disney+, Plus in December. So what does this mean for the Oscars, which, of course, will be held next year in, I think it's normally around March time. Well, the Oscars have now said that straight to streaming movies are now eligible for oscar nominations and this is the first time that this has ever been permitted which is great news for mulan and soul because it means that they may still be in with a chance of nominations although from what people have said about, about mulan i'm not sure if i can see it up there but who knows
0: yeah well we'll be reviewing mulan very soon on this podcast when it's available to all disney plus users for free so stay tuned in a couple of weeks time if you'd like to hear our full review. A little bit of Marvel news for you all today. So Marvel have gained back the rights to Daredevil, which is super exciting as Daredevil has had quite a lot of traction on Netflix and Marvel fans are also calling for the release of the Eternals trailer so we've been talking about Eternals a lot on this podcast it's the movie that's going to star Richard Madden Kit Harrington, and Angelina Jolie and as the movie was meant to be released in 2021 Marvel fans are quite concerned that we've not yet had a trailer I can only imagine there's a bit of a delay because of the pandemic hopefully we'll get a little bit of insight into that movie very very soon
1: very exciting. We spoke a little bit last week about Christmas at Disney World in particular and Disney Parks in general and it is getting into full swing with lots of celebrations kicking off last week. This includes some holiday projections that have been shown on Cinderella Castle. We have various Christmas cavalcades happening featuring the likes of Mickey and Friends and also the thing that I think is very, very cool is the Hollywood Tower Hotel has had a bit of a Christmas makeover So you can now see Christmas projections as it becomes the Hollywood Holiday Tower Hotel. And these projections are featuring Christmas scenes with the Muppets, Toy Story characters,
0: scenes of Arendelle and
1: Mickey's Christmas Carol.
0: Oh, that sounds awesome. And there's more Christmas fun at Epcot as well. It's the international food of the holiday celebration at Epcot right now. I am really feeling the Disney blues right now because those of us in the UK cannot go to Disney parks. And the celebration, the international food of the holidays at Epcot is definitely making me feel that even more. I mean, some of the food that you can expect to see there includes Turkey Putin with French fries, Turkey gravy, cranberry and onions. Eggnog with spiced rum, lomi lomi salmon, which is a traditional Hawaiian dish. There's mini peppermint cookies, red beef stewed rice bowls from the Chinese pavilion, warm brown sugar stuffed pretzels, cheese fondue in a bread bowl from the German pavilion, pumpkin gingerbread cheesecake, snowball cookies, dolce de leche churros from the Mexican pavilion, and even a salted caramel spaceship earth. Wow, these all sound amazing, especially that gingerbread cheesecake. Oh yeah, I know pumpkin gingerbread. It's like a fusion of two of the most exciting holidays. I'm salivating thinking about it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. More news. There is a lot of it to go around today. We have spoken on this podcast quite a lot about the Castle in Hong Kong having a makeover to take it from Probably the most underwhelming castle to, you know, being on par with the Shanghai Castle. And it is now going to be unveiled on the 21st of November. Images have surfaced of the Castle of Magical Dreams already online, but I can't wait to see the full reveal in a couple of weeks' time.
0: The fact that it's gone from Cinderella Castle to the Castle of Magical Dreams, when you've got storybook castle in Shanghai, like, for me, it's just such a blatant copycat. Oh, 100% representing yeah. all the princesses. Yeah, where have I had that before? Exactly, exactly that. I, I would have liked to have seen something like, you know, Elsa's Ice Palace or Beauty and the Beast Castle or Rapunzel's Corona Castle. That's probably in bad taste right now. But, you know, something like that. <laughs> Good idea, Just- and final bit of news this week we did say that disneyland in california had been talking about reopening downtown disney we can confirm that that is going ahead downtown disney will be open for shopping from the 19th of november so those local to that park can enjoy purchasing their christmas merchandise from disney Stores in downtown Disney and also some of those delicious seasonal treats. And that is everything that's been happening in the world of Disney this week. It's been pretty eventful. We are now going to head into the main part of today's episode, talking all about 30 years of Disney trips. So, Tash, you're turning 30.
1: I am turning 30, as will you be next year. (laughs) I know. But how are you feeling about it? I'm all right, you know. Like, I don't... I feel like when you're younger, 30 seems like an age that I used to think I want to have done this, this and this. I want to have achieved loads by the time I'm 30. And I have achieved things but different things to what I would have thought maybe five or six years ago and obviously it is a little bit different this year because I am going to be having a lockdown birthday so it's not quite the 30th birthday that I had in mind originally but you know we're making the best of it so it is what it is.
0: Yeah your attitude and spirit is so positive and I think all of our listeners know that about you anyway but the way that you're handling this situation is amazing but it shouldn't be like that. So I thought, why not give you two episodes dedicated to your birthday instead of just one? So this is part one of Tash's birthday celebrations, and we're going to be talking all about 30 years of Disney trips. So we might as well start Tash, where it all began, baby Tash, 16th of November, Sussex County Hospital. There she was screaming as she came out of her mother's body. It's really graphic and gross. I don't know why I said that. (laughs) So 1990, Tash, did you manage at just the age of one month to get to any Disney parks?
1: I did not, funnily enough, no. I don't think there was probably much Disney in the first, what, six weeks of my life? So no, in 1990, not much Disney was achieved for newborn baby Tash.
0: No, I mean, I wasn't born yet. So let's skip straight to 1991. So 1991, it was the year that I was born. It was also the year that Beauty and the Beast came out. So a pretty big year in the way of Disney, but there were no Disney parks that close to us in 1991. And I'm not sure I'd want to take a one-year-old to the US. So I'm assuming once again, that there were no Disney trips in '91. There were not, no. I think, as
1: you said, it wouldn't even cross my parents' mind. Bear in mind, they also had a toddler who was my sister as well. So I think tiny, tiny baby and a toddler in the terrible twos, not a good idea for flying, you know, eight hours overseas to
0: go to Disney. Absolutely. But then we flash forward to 1992, where a young Tash was celebrating her second birthday. I myself had just had my first birthday. And Disney announced that Euro Disney was opening in Paris in France. Very, very exciting. Tash, did you manage to get to Disneyland Paris in 92? I did. Finally,
1: finally. My first trip to Disneyland was, of course, Disneyland Paris opening year i'm not gonna lie i obviously remember zero of this trip i hadn't turned two at the time i was still one probably coming up to two i'm not sure in what month of the year we went but we went it was my granddad who actually treated my family to a trip i can't remember why or what the reason was but he just wanted to take us all which was very very lovely so needless to say all my memories of this trip come from home videos and i remember Having not memories of that trip, but I remember being like a five, six-year-old and watching the home videos back and being obsessed with things like it's a small world and watching me and my sister like footage of us run around the park. And we stayed on the David Crockett camper caravan lodge, whatever it's called. What is it called?
0: Davy Crockett Ranch. That's
1: one that's where we stayed. And um, so again, remember very little of that. I think probably the biggest memories that my parents would have of that trip I would say apart from obviously being the first time that they took my sister and I to a Disney park it was also the first time that they themselves had been to a Disney park which was also very exciting but I think for them the biggest memory was probably my absolute irrational fear of Jiminy Cricket I was terrified of him and then at the end of the trip when they took us into the Disney store I'm not sure what it would have been called then and they asked us what toy we wanted, and I chose a Jiminy Cricket plushie for absolutely who knows what reason, they couldn't fathom it. And we were actually talking about it the other day because I still have that Jiminy Cricket plushie and I'm not gonna get rid of it. I was going through all my old toys at my parents' house and we were regaling this tale of being like, are you sure you want that? And you were really scared of him and me being like, no, this one.
0: So yeah, that's probably (laughs) the best thing that came out of that trip that's really funny and I find that quite interesting because you've always been super interested in like you know classic horror like Alfred Hitchcock those kind of movies and like nowadays you say that you're more afraid of horror and I and I notice it as well with roller coasters and things I think you quite like the thrill of being scared so I wonder if there was something in that mini Tash's brain that like sadistically was like let's bring the scary character into my bedroom (laughs) Maybe. Who knows? You could be correct. Yeah. So 1992 for me, I also went to Euro Disney for the opening. I've got, again, I've got no idea what month it was. I could walk and I think I was quite a late walker. So I turned one in the June. So I imagine I went probably in the summer, like August time, because the pictures I've seen look summery. Actually, having said that, I feel like I've seen like a Nutcracker on a parade. Maybe it was Christmas time. I actually don't know, but I could walk and I was a late walker. So let's imagine that it's the second half of 1992. I also have no memories, obviously, of this trip. I've seen some photos. I know that I went on the Mark Twain riverboat because I've seen a photo of myself on it. I look really unimpressed, to be honest. And that's it. I think I liked all the characters. There's no stories of me like crying at Mickey or anything like that. So yeah, that, that's all I have really to say about my first Euro Disney trip. And then we move into 1993. 1993 was when one of Tash's favourite movies was released. I might have made that up, actually. I feel like you like this film. The Muppets Christmas Carol. I do love The Muppets yeah. Christmas Carol.
1: Best Christmas film Without a shadow of a doubt
0: Yeah, I thought I knew that about you But I thought I'd double check And I know you love Christmas as well So yeah, big year in terms of Christmas Disney movie releases Were there any Disney trips for you, Tash, in 1993? There were not, unfortunately, no No, me neither. So let's skip ahead. 1994, very, very important year. This was the year that Euro Disney was rebranded and it became Disneyland Paris, which I personally think is a much better name. I can't believe it was ever called Euro Disney I know.
1: It's it's weird. Like, I think even when my grandparents still talk about, like, Disneyland
0: Paris, they still refer to it as Euro Disney from when it was. Yeah, they're not wrong as well, which is quite funny. I used to get really irate and be like, why do people call it that? Yeah, I know. I think Disneyland Paris is a much more fitting name. Definitely. So yeah, Euro Disney became Disneyland Paris in 1994. Tash, any Disney trips this year? Sadly, again, no. I actually didn't have any Disney trips for quite a few years. That's fine. It's 30 years of Disney trips. We're going to go through each year anyway, just in case. Next, 1995. Again, really big year in terms of Disney and, and certainly my childhood, and I'm sure yours as well, Tash. We had quite a lot of Disney movie releases. Pocahontas and also a Goofy movie were released in 1995. And I think we spoke about this recently, how we both really recall the Goofy movie McDonald's toys.
1: Yes, we do, with um, Roxanne. I really vividly remember going to see that film at the cinema. Pocahontas as well. And I remember with Goofy Movie was when they had that Mickey short. And I tried to find it on Disney+, Plus, but it doesn't seem to be on there. I can't remember what it's called. I looked it up, like, literally about a month ago. But the one where he becomes, like, evil Mickey? Is he, like, going upstairs or something with Pete? I don't know, but he's, like, a, like a ravaged
0: version of Mickey it's quite scary I really recall watching a short now you say that where Mickey turns evil but for me I feel like there's some kind of professor or something involved or a dentist or a doctor or something and I really vividly remember him running up some stairs I'm definitely gonna have to look into this now because I'm sure if we just google what short was shown before a goofy movie at cinemas it will it will come up so We'll look into that. I also really remember, I remember the Roxanne goofy movie McDonald's toy. I also vividly remember the Pocahontas ones. And I had a grandmother Willow, and it was, it was Grandmother Willow, and her face was on the McDonald's toy. And you pressed a button and it like span inside, like disappeared inside. So it would spin. So you'd have like normal willow tree and then press it. And then grandmother willow's face would appear just like in the movie. And I remember there was also one that I had of Pocahontas in her little canoe. And then I also had one of John Smith and you could take his armor on and off. Oh, that's cool. I don't remember these at all. I went to McDonald's a lot as a kid. It's surprising I'm not obese. (laughs) yeah no I have no memory of
1: those toys
0: yeah great so shall we move on to 1996 so again 1996 big year in terms of Disney cinematic releases and and certainly the movies that I grew up with Hunchback of Notre Dame was released I don't remember any McDonald's toys for that one though I don't I do vividly again remember that
1: being released when I remember going to the Disney store in London and my parents buying me um an Esmeralda back
0: Oh, that's so cute. I love that. And did you go to Disneyland in 1996? Again, sadly, no. We had a very uneventful 90s period, I would say. Not all is lost because next up we have 1997 and I have a Disney trip in 97. So I went back to Disneyland Paris. You could say it was the first time I went to Disneyland Paris, as it was previously known as Euro Disney. And it was the fifth anniversary, and I've spoken about this a lot, and it coincides with the release of Hunchback of Notre Dame the year before. They turned the Disneyland Paris castle into a monstrosity. They put jester hats on all of the turrets. Why they did that, goodness knows. If you're interested to see what it looked like, give it a Google. It is pretty awful. And they also had the Festival of Fools parade, which was amazing. It was just like you would imagine from the movie they had the music playing like the topsy turvy they had loads of gypsies with esmeralda dancing they had quasi like swinging around you know whatever quasi does they had phoebus on a horse and they put this thing on the horse and i hope that this is in line with like animal welfare I don't know if it was this was the early 90s but they put these like goggles on the horse that look like animated eyes to make the horse look like the horse from the film which I thought was quite cool what oh yes. man. you've never seen any images of this what no I, I can probably dig it out on a home movie actually it's one of the first home movies that we have because it was the first Disneyland trip that I really remember and actually it's a really poignant Disney trip For today and I'll tell you why in a second but yeah the horse was the same color as Achilles I think the name of Phoebus horses so it was the same color and everything as Achilles and they put some kind of like goggle on it so that the eyes looked animated so that the horse looked like the horse from the film and I think they did the same with Frollo's horse as well the black horse that is Crazy, yeah, definitely. I really that now, well, you don't get
1: like real animals in the parades anymore, do you? But yeah, of
0: course, you do. Their Merida has been riding around on Angus, a real one, yeah. What I
1: said this in the news the other day. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm thinking more about like I'm just thinking about parades,
0: yeah. They do still do it in parades as well, but like it's less common, yeah. But, yeah Gaston as well has been rocking around on his, yeah, ride. that's true. Yeah, no, you do see it. But yeah, it's not super common. And the reason that this trip was really significant was because, as I say, we went in 97. And we stayed at Disney Sequoia Lodge, which is where Tash we stayed at the beginning of this year. And the reason that we went was actually for my mum's 30th birthday. She decided that for her 30th birthday, she wanted to be a big kid again. And the place that she really felt that was at Disneyland. And that's why we went.
1: Oh, that's lovely. I wish I was doing that for my 30th birthday.
0: You did go to Florida and Paris this year. This is true. Not for your 30th, but oh, we, right. can <laughs> we can pretend. We'll tell people from this day forward. We went to Disneyland for Tash's 30th. <laughs> I'm
1: happy with that. There we are. So Tash, any
0: trips for you in 97? No. Nope. Gonna keep me on. Wait, yeah. Okay, perfect. So 98. 98 was a big year in Orlando because it was the opening of Animal Kingdom and a young Mercedes, age seven, flew to the States for the very first time. It was my first trip and my stupid, stupid family, I've spoken about this before, decided that we only needed one week in Walt Disney World, which was really silly. And somehow, and I still don't know how, we managed to do all of the parks and also Universal Studios. Obviously, there was only one park at Universal Studios, studios back then, but still the mind boggles. I think we did a lot of park hopping, a lot of combining different, you know, SeaWorld one evening. Yeah, we did SeaWorld as well. And then like Magic Kingdom fireworks after and that kind of stuff. And it was pretty intense, especially for a seven-year-old Mercedes. And I would not recommend it to any listeners. Yeah, that is very impressive. Well, impressive or stupid. Right. That's 98. Shall I move on to 99? Let's. Let's move on to 99. So, 99, any trips for you, Tash? Again, no. No, don't worry, listeners. We will get into like the years of back to back trips. It's coming. So, 1999 for me, I went to Disneyland, Paris again. There's a common thread with my childhood. And this trip was really special because we went with my aunt and uncle and my cousin and also my grandparents. And it was the only time that I ever went to Disneyland Paris or any Disney park with my grandparents. My grandparents are very sadly no longer around. And so that trip for me is very emotional and I really remember it. And I'm glad that we've got lots of photos and that we have a home video as well. I really need to, I say this to you probably five times a year, but I really need to get my VHSs moved to DVD. <laughs>
1: you do honestly do it. It's, it's the best thing and then my dad has a machine that can do it and it but I think when you do it you have to have the video playing at the same time so like when he did it I don't know when I still lived at home years and years ago there was basically like a month where you would just walk into the living room and there would be some random home video on but it was great because you get to relive everything yeah yeah
0: yeah, I you've mentioned that your dad has that machine so many times and I'm always like, oh, I have to message him and see if he still has it and if I can borrow it and I just forget the whole time. So, yes, that's something that I need to do. Moving on to 2000, the millennium, we're in the 21st century. Tash, do you have any Disney trips in 2000?
1: Yes, finally, yay. yay. So the year 2000 was my first trip to Disneyland California with my family and obviously it had been quite a few years, eight years since my first trip to Disneyland Paris and I had no memory of that one and in 2000 this is when I was really into Disney. I was nine, I turned 10 that year so I was super, super into Disney, as was my sister at the time. And this trip was planned for, I think about a year and a half before we actually went. My, I remember my parents buying us books about the park and it was all very meticulously planned and we were all so excited. And it is probably to this date still one of my favourite Disney trips that I've ever taken because at that age, I mean, every time you go to Disney, it is magical. But at that age, it was so, so exciting. And I loved every minute of it. I don't have any negative memories of that trip whatsoever. The whole thing was just perfect. We also did Universal as well. We also did SeaWorld. Um, we didn't stay on site we used to always stay at a hotel called the carousel inn and suites which was literally just opposite the park so in the room where you would have breakfast you can actually see like the matterhorn out the window and stuff which was really really cool and sadly i don't think it's there anymore i remember reading a few years ago i think disney bought it up for storage which is quite a shame but i'm glad that it's being used for a good purpose but yeah that definitely one of my favorite trips
0: oh amazing i'm really pleased and yeah, Tasha said many times on this podcast before that California is where her heart really lies and it's kind of your childhood memory. So, yeah, your first trip there of course that was a really exciting one. We did not go anywhere in 2000 because a gremlin was born, my sister. So, understandably, we did not travel to Disneyland. Moving on to 2001, that was my sister's first Disney trip. So we went to Disneyland Paris, again, to the Newport Bay Hotel, which I think is probably my favourite hotel at Disneyland Paris. And that was a really special trip because we went with my dad's dad, my grandpa. And again, the only time that we got to go to Disneyland with him, and he also is no longer around. So very special memories. And my sister actually learned to crawl on that holiday. So that was quite funny. Um, She learned to crawl around our hotel suite, which is really nice. And I just really remember that trip. I remember her first Disney trip. Like for me, I, I was nine. And so I was old enough that I can still really remember that. I remember she had a bright orange and blue pram. And my mum had searched everywhere to find an orange blanket that was the exact same orange. And this was, you know, before being able to go online shopping and just order stuff. And my mum had found one in a really obscure little shop and my sister kicked it off somewhere in Disney Village and I remember my dad and I going back and like retracing our steps trying to find this blanket and it was never found so that's quite a funny memory that I have. Any Disney trips for you in 2001 Tash? No
1: again sadly not Um, although after the 2000 trip my parents had promised that
0: they wouldn't leave it too long for another trip. So there is one coming up in the next few years. Very exciting. So let's move on to 2002. 2002 was a really big year for Disneyland Paris because it got another rebrand and became Disneyland Resort Paris. And that was because Walt Disney Studios, the worst Disney park in the world, was opened. If you've watched the Imagineering series, you can see exactly why this park opened and why it's in the mess that it's in. And I did go to Disneyland Paris that year. This was after 9-11 and my mum became quite nervous about flying after 9-11. So we had a lot of Disneyland trips, which you're about to see. And that was just because, especially with my sister being a tiny baby, my mum felt more comfortable getting on like the Euro tunnel. It was quite good. We would get in the car really early in the morning. My sister would have her porridge in the back of the car. My mum would change her out of her pyjamas. And we got into quite a good routine. This just became our sort of normal family holiday for quite a long time. So that year we stayed at the Hotel New York and we went with my cousin Millie as well, because at this point, 2002, I was 11. And my parents kind of weren't that up for going on roller coasters and things. Obviously, my sister was like one, so she couldn't go on anything. So they thought it would be nice to bring my cousin. And then I had somebody that I could go on rides and stuff with. That's lovely. Well, 2002 is also
1: quite a special year for us because that is the year that we met.
0: It is the year that we met. Yeah. I wonder if that trip was before we met. I, I feel like it would have been in the summer. So probably just before we met, we met in the September
1: Yes, that's right. But we didn't know that we both loved Disney at this stage, did we? No, no. I can't, I actually don't remember how
0: it came out.
1: I was thinking about this the other day, and I don't, because, so for all our listeners, Mercedes and I were in sort of the same friendship group. We were in the same Falken class in year seven, but we weren't like particularly close for a good year, I would say. It wasn't until Mm. we went into year eight
0: that we became good good friends I would say we were probably because it was seven girls in this friendship group I would say we were probably like the most distant yeah I would agree yeah changed yeah uh, yeah no really weird I mean I'm still very good friends with one person in that group of seven girls but apart from that i yeah yeah no it's just just us just the two of us there we are yeah 2002 very significant but no i don't remember how the disney thing emerged no i don't
1: i remember we became friends because we realized we had the same sense of humor and i guess through that we just must have both discovered you must have said something about a disney trip or something and it
0: must have come from there i don't know i honestly can't remember See, that's quite magical, isn't it? Like, I would say we have the same sense of humour as, like, we do have the same sense of humour and it's a stupid sense of humour, but isn't it interesting, like, that is the foundation of our friendship, it's our sense of humour? Yeah, li- literally, it is our That's sense weird, of humor. they're nice, I think that's nice though.
1: Yeah, like, we used to prat about a lot, didn't we, and I think that <laughs> is a good part of it as well. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I do as well. We weren't particularly cool children. We've said that before. (laughs) Quite interesting because when you're that age, when you're 11 years old and you're coming out of primary school, you're going into high school, you're aware that, you know, everybody's teenagers and you're meeting new people. You're trying to create a good impression. One of the first things you don't want to do in that situation is say, I love Disney. So I think we both like probably hid it a little bit as well. I think you're definitely right there.
1: I think I, yeah, because I think my, like, I loved Disney as a child. And then obviously I loved it when we went to California in 2000. But I remember my primary school that I went to, like, I don't think it was a very cool thing to like. So I think I kind of kept up my sleep. So I think that makes complete sense. And then I think when we realized each other loved
0: Disney and how much, I think it just kind of exploded from there. Yeah, definitely. And and it was really nice because it wasn't like, it, it, there was no, I think sometimes when people are both interested in something, especially if it's like a sport or something like that, there can be an element of a competitive nature. But we just genuinely love to share it together and like be like, oh, have you seen this new film's coming out? No, should we go together? Like, we just made each other like love it even more.
1: Yeah, I de- 100%. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, how nice. Right, let's move on. So that was when we were... 11 years old, 2002. Tash was turning 12 in the winter. So let's move on to 2003. And again, another really significant year in terms of our friendship, because that was the year that Finding Nemo was released by Disney Pixar. And Tash and I went to the cinema. I've told this story on the podcast many times, but I'll tell it again. I don't know why, but I thought it was Tash's birthday and it wasn't. I bought her a gift. And I remember that you said that you wanted to sit next to me in the cinema. And I like that was the highlight of my 2003. I'll never forget. I think it was, it must have been near my birthday because then you did, you gave me a
1: squirt plushie for my birthday. Which I'm guessing is what you had bought thinking it was my birthday. Yeah. I don't know because my dad booked the tickets for like six of us or however many was going. So I don't know if that's why you thought it was, yeah. my birthday but it must
0: have been because I think yeah your dad organized it all yeah and I don't think that we paid I think your dad just treated us maybe I mean I, it, back in those days it was like three pounds to go to the OD and if you yeah boy, no, but he definitely <laughs> I think he treated us because otherwise if we had to pay I would have known that it wasn't your birthday
1: yeah maybe he did I can't remember I'll ask him
0: yeah, I'm pretty sure he did, because otherwise I, I thought it was your party, like I really did <laughs> oh, okay. oh dear, and um, 2003 also, the Lizzie McGuire movie was released Which actually I'm quite surprised about, because I thought I was younger when that came out I thought, I
1: thought like I was older, I thought like I was about 15 when that came out No,
0: 2003, they probably showed it a lot on the Disney Channel, like through our teenage years yeah, I, would and I didn't watch it until a bit later yeah, maybe. But yeah, any any Disney trips in 2003? Can I move on? No, but there was one planned. So there's one oh, coming up. Soon. Ooh, very exciting. So 2004, in the way of Disney releases, we had The Princess Diaries 2, which Tash and I were obsessed with. We were in love with Chris Pine. I was gonna say Chris Pratt then. We were in love with Chris Pine. Very, very handsome man indeed. And also The Incredibles came out as well.
1: Yes, it did. I really remember going to see that with my parents. And this was an ever exciting year for me because that was the second time I went back to California. We stayed at the carousel again. Again, another great trip. Although I would probably say this was one of my worst trips. And I, I don't hide this fact from my family at all, but it was all down to my sister. She was very... Miserable, proper, moody teenager on this trip. I was 13, so she had just turned 15, I believe. And she was very, if you knew my sister now, she's a completely different person who she was in 2004 now she's very much into her animals she's quite quiet but in 2004 she was very into rap music she was very into her friends she was just a classic moody teenager and trying to get her to enjoy the parks was like trying to get blood out of a stone on some of those days I remember, you know, when we would go to these parks, there would be, I think, it, no, maybe not in 2000. We were a bit young then, but certainly in preceding trips, it happened. But My parents would say like, okay, you two can go into the park yourselves this morning. We're gonna go off and do something and then we'll come and meet you and we'll go for lunch and then we'll all go into the park in the afternoon. Fab, I love that. I was 13. I was like, great, get to go to Disneyland by myself. But obviously my sister had to come. She was not so keen. I think we did have some good times. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh here, but there were a lot of times where we would stay in the park in the evening after the fireworks to go on rides and she would go back to the hotel by herself. And God knows what she would do. I have absolutely no idea. But yeah, I feel like she was quite absent for a lot of that trip. So that's probably why it's my least favourite trip out of my family ones, I would say.
0: Yeah, she was probably trying to get back to the hotel where there was like internet so she could message all of her friends or maybe there was like a boy or something.
1: Probably. I mean, yeah, it was the day, but it was in the days before you had Wi-Fi everywhere. So like you would have to go into the hotel lobby and borrow their computer. So yeah, that's probably what she was doing.
0: Definitely. I remember doing that on family holidays, but never at Disney. Never at Disney. Oh, no. Never at Disney. So 2005 was a pretty big year for Disneyland Paris. It got recognised as the number one tourist destination in the whole of Europe. So it beat things like the Louvre and the Eiffel Tower, which is pretty insane. But sadly, I did not go anywhere in 2005. Me neither. Cool. Moving on to 2006... This was probably my worst Disney trip with my family, actually, 2006. So I went to Disneyland Paris. I stayed at the Hotel Cheyenne. I went with my mum, my dad, and my sister, and that was it. And it had been a really long time. Actually, we'd never traveled, just the four of us. Either a grandparent would come, or my cousin would come, or somebody would come. And I really didn't enjoy myself. And it sounds really ungrateful, but I was 15 years old. So much like your moody sister that you just described in California. I was a teenager very, very obsessed with my friends, which pretty much was just you at that point. (laughs) And my sister, bless her heart, she was five. So you can imagine being 15 years old with your mum and your dad who have got too old to go on coasters and your five-year-old sister who made us go on It's a Small World about five times in a row. I remember one day it was super quiet. It was a weekday. And they just kept saying to us every time, like, again? And my sister was like, yeah. And it was like, no, not again, please. I remember my dad and I being like, no, this is too much. We got off and just waited outside. I was like, I genuinely would rather wait outside of this attraction doing nothing than go on that ride again. I think this is why I hate it so much. And so that was a pretty miserable trip for me. And again, I sound super ungrateful. And I just want to say as well, I don't want anyone listening to this episode to think that we're brats in any way. Like neither of our families are like particularly wealthy. I think that they both worked really hard to make Disney trips happen. That was just one of the most important things for our families. Like my parents never had flash cars. Neither of us went to boarding school. Like we weren't spoiled kids. This was just our thing that our families used to save up for. Do you do you think that's fair?
1: Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, like my yeah my family kind of like like for when every like other thing is so we could have these trips I think you worded that very well like a family holiday was the most important part of you know growing up when I was a kid for my family and we didn't go on like other exotic holidays we would take you know maybe trips to places like Holland and stuff in Europe but we didn't go other places if we knew we had, you know, a trip to America coming up within a couple of years, it would be a lot of kind of like saving for those trips. Yes, yeah.
0: Absolutely and same with my family and I just wanted to say that because I don't want people to listen like I'm aware that I'm like 2002 I did this you did that like it sounds a little bit bratty and it's, it's not meant to be that at all we're just reflecting on our happy memories for the last 30 years but with all of that in mind I didn't enjoy this holiday <laughs> I yeah I was 15 with a five year old I had to like share a bed with a five-year-old and I just didn't enjoy it <laughs>
1: Yeah, you you were the moody sister. (laughs) I was indeed. I think we've missed a year, haven't we? Didn't we miss two thousand and six? Wasn't that two thousand and six? That was two thousand and five. No, that was two thousand and six. No, so I also took a trip to Disney. 2006. Um, So then went back to California. My parents promised after our 2004 trip that they wouldn't leave it as long for the next one. Um, So instantly started saving and planning for the next one. I think they wanted to go while we were still kind of young. Obviously, I was 15 for this trip. My sister was 17. And I think they kind of viewed it as potentially the last... Um, time that we would all go as a four together and so yeah so 2006 again very similar to my other trips and what we did stayed at the carousel once again and uh, yeah again it is quite a poignant trip because that is the last time I went to Disneyland with my sister oh no yeah and my mum and dad together I have been with them separately since but as a four that is the last time and hopefully not the last time forever but the last time today that we went together that's really
0: emotional Really sad, I've just realised that God, that, yeah, and that was 14 years ago too Oh long. God, let's move on Because I just, that's sad I can't, that is too depressing for me today So, 2007, the year we left school Yes, we did God, that doesn't seem that long ago No, it doesn't, but it really was Other exciting things that happened in 2007 No Disney trips from me Any from you? No, nope, none from me. No, nope, none from me either. This was the year that Leslie Iwerks released the Pixar story, which is that really famous documentary. It doesn't get shown very much anymore because it heavily features John Lasseter. But if you can get your hands on it, I think it is on Disney+. Plus. It's a really good watch. And I highly recommend that documentary.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think they do need to do an updated one because obviously it's been so long now. But yeah, it's definitely worth a watch.
0: Definitely. And then 2008, Tash and I may have not been at the same school. We both went to different sixth form colleges, but our friendship continued. And Tash, any trips in 2008? Yes. And this is another poignant
1: year because this is the first time that Mercedes and I took a trip to Disney together. I almost forgot about this one when I was going through my list. Um, But Mercedes, I remember she called me up one day and said, Tash, My family are planning a trip to Disneyland Paris. Would you like to come with us? And of course, I absolutely 100% jumped at the chance. And it probably was one of my favorite trips. I think I have spoken before in this podcast about how I don't really remember a lot of it and I don't know why. I mean, it was 2008, it was the year I turned 18. This was just before I was 17 at the time. And it was also the year that I got together with Benji, my husband. So there was quite a lot going on that year. So maybe that's why but I do remember laughing a lot and having a lot of fun Um, and obviously it was the first time as well that I had been to Paris in what 16 years yeah yeah
0: Yeah, really long. I don't really remember that trip either, but I always put it down to the fact that I went quite a lot. So those trips all kind of get muddled together. And the reason obviously that that Tash came along with my family is probably quite evident It's because of that last trip that I just explained (laughs) where I didn't really enjoy myself. So my parents were like, you can bring Tash. And actually, I'm really proud of myself. This sounds awful but I'm really proud that I chose you because I had a boyfriend at the time as well and I'm surprised that I didn't like oh I want to bring my boyfriend I'm really glad I didn't but obviously I knew I'd have a ton more fun with you That's so, so yeah he really had Yeah, I'm surprised at myself because I was pretty whipped at that point. But there we are. So yeah, that that was the 15th anniversary of Disneyland Paris. And I remember they had these kind of fixtures around the the sort of hub in the centre in front of the castle. There's a picture of Tash with a Lumiere that says 15 years or 15th anniversary. They didn't do anything to the castle that year, I don't think, thankfully. But yeah, I remember that. And not much else, to be honest. I know we stayed at the Santa Fe, And I remember, I think we've told this story before, but my sister having her face painted and you and I having to pin her down to sort of try and clean her. And her screaming down the corridor, they're attacking me. (laughs) My mum, what the hell is going on? What are you doing to this child? I was like, I'm trying to clean her face so that she doesn't get paint all over the bed.
1: Yeah, because this as well is the first, uh, actually, yeah, definitely is the first time that I'd, And probably I imagine you as well had ever been anywhere and stayed in our own hotel room because your people were next door and we had our own room that we shared with your sister, probably felt really grown up as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. I remember with my sister, the whole point was my mum wanted because Disneyland hotel rooms, anyone that's listening to this podcast that stayed at any Disney hotel around the world, they're all the same. You normally get two double beds. And my sister at that point, it it's 2008, she was turning seven. So she really did need her own bed. And my parents just thought, you know, Tasha's a young woman, she's 17. It's not appropriate for her to share a room like with my mum and dad. It's weird. So the room was really for us. But then my sister, I think my mum wanted to give her sort of the flexibility if she wants to be with you too, let her, but also if she wants her mum like next door, and obviously Morgan being Morgan Miss Independent. No, I'm staying with Daisy and Tash in the big room because I'm a grown up and she just stayed in our room the whole time, didn't she?
1: Yeah, I think yeah, she very much wanted to be like one of the big girls, didn't she? Yeah. Just getting her art in
0: jokes. Oh God, does it depress you that she's twenty now? Oh my god, don't. It
1: honestly. Like, crazy
0: that is so depressing and I feel like there's only one year like every decade where our ages sound super creepy like I'm 29 and she's 20 like that sounds so weird to me
1: yeah well okay, yeah and then when she yeah when she's 21 you'll be 30 yeah that sounds bigger yeah that does
0: yeah But still, anyway, anyway, moving on. So 2009 was the year that Tash and I left Sixth Form College. And we both, again, went separate ways and went to university. Tash was in Bristol and I was in Guildford in Surrey. And did you have any Disney trips in 2009, Tash?
1: I did not. But 2009 is the year I like to think of as the big mistake. (laughs) So 2009... I actually went to Florida with my parents, with my mom and dad. We didn't go to Florida for Disney. My sister didn't come. She stayed at home. We actually did a holiday in America. So we started off in Atlanta and then we drove to Georgia. We went to Charleston. We went to Savannah and then we finished off in Florida. And the reason we went to Florida was because my dad is a big space fan and he really wanted to go to the Kennedy Space Center. But obviously, we were in Florida, and my parents said, while we're here, we can do one day at a theme park. And I did not choose to go to the Magic Kingdom. I chose to go to Island of Adventures, Universal Studios, which, actually, looking back on it at the time, you know, one day, I could have only done Magic Kingdom on that day, and it would have been a lot. At the time as well, I really thought that, okay, like, well, you know, I'm, not, I'm 18 now. I'm nearly 19. I've got a boyfriend. Like, we'll probably go to Florida in the next few years. Like We'll save up. Like, we've got jobs. Like, we'll go to university. And we'll get some money and then we'll go. Obviously, it didn't quite work out like that. So yeah, I did go to downtown Disney. It wasn't Disney Springs then. And that is where my Minnie Mouse collection started with my plushies because I saw the traditional Minnie and her red dress. And my mum was like, oh, I'll buy that for you. And then the collection just kind of Grew from there every year. My mum would buy me a new one from the Disney store. But the exciting thing about that trip was it did overlap with a certain someone else's trip in Florida.
0: Yes, I was also in Orlando and we met in an IHOP one evening opposite my hotel. And it was the strangest meeting of my whole life. And I also see this as a big mistake because my dad is a smoker and he's quite an old. Man and he doesn't really like walking and you can't smoke in Disney Parks. So it does all get a little bit much for him. And sometimes he'll be like, Can I just stay by the pool today? And he'll have like these pool days. And I don't know why I didn't say, like, Dad, you have a pool day tomorrow and Tash can use your ticket and go to. I mean, I don't know back then. Back then, I think it was still proper tickets that you put into the machines. It's not magic bands or anything. So they wouldn't have known. I'm like, why didn't we? It was really weird, wasn't it? It was quite spontaneous. Because I think because of the nature of your trip, you were sort of driving around and we didn't know if we would coordinate. And then I had told you that I was staying in a hotel on International Drive. And then you had just happened to get food. And you were like, I think I'm on International Drive. And then we realised it was literally opposite my hotel. But... It was a bit of a weird sort of chance meeting. We we definitely could have planned that better. But I guess at that age, when you're travelling with your parents, you're still very dependent on sort of their schedule and their plan. And I guess neither of us wanted to be like, oh, mum, Tash is in Orlando today. I'm going to go see her. But I could have done that. I don't know why I didn't.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think we were literally in Orlando for two days and one day was at the Kennedy Space Centre. So I think we saw you on the other day. But yeah, in hindsight, hindsight is obviously a wonderful thing. We could have planned that so much better. But, you know, we were 18 at the time. We were with our parents. We didn't know.
0: Exactly that. So yeah, I was, I was also in Orlando. That was a really special trip. Actually, that was the last time I went to Orlando as a family of four with my mum, my dad, my sister. I actually think that might be our last Disney trip. Yeah, that's my last Disney trip with my family. So 2009, so I was 18, so 11 years ago. Really, really sad. And the reason we went was for my 18th birthday. I really, really wanted to go for my 18th birthday. So we did. We went in the Easter holidays, which was about a month or so before I turned 18, And I remember that was the age where I remember, like, just missing my boyfriend for the whole trip. But I didn't mind that it was just me and my sister, because at that point she was a bit older. She could go on coasters and things. She's super brave for her age. And at that point she was really short as well. She's quite a little thing, but she loves, like coasters and I remember like she was really into high school musical at that age and I remember like I secretly loved it as well so I'd be like oh look Morgan the high school musical parade at Hollywood Studios and she'd be like oh yeah yeah and like I I loved that I I really enjoyed that trip with her and I think you know we're probably a similar sort of mindset in terms of like age mentality (laughs) because I was 18 and she was nine and she's quite mature so we had quite a lot in common (laughs) (laughs) I can see that Exactly. So moving on to 2010, Tash, any Disney trips in 2010? No, not for me. So I did go to Disneyland Paris in 2010. And this is where I had a little string of going with my friends because at university, I mentioned I was at the University of Surrey, they organized an annual Christmas trip to Disneyland, which... I mean, hello, like obviously I'm going. And I think it was like four days and it was like 200 pounds and you got to stay at the Vienna House hotels, which are on site, but obviously you do have to get a bus, you can't walk. So super convenient and super good value because I think those hotels are like four-star hotels. They're quite pricey normally. So it included our travel by coach, our accommodation and also our tickets into the park, which I think is amazing. Like as a student, you're like, yes, I'm going to go, that's a bargain. So that year I went with my friend I went with Dan, Steph and Joe, I want to say Who I'm still very good friends with All of them are part of my bridal party for my wedding next year If it goes ahead And we stayed at the Magic Circus Hotel in Disneyland As I say, it's in the resort It's a good option if you're on a bit of a budget Because I think it's a little bit cheaper than the Disney branded hotels But still really gorgeously themed As I say, this was the Magic Circus And our bed was really cool Like there were some bunk beds I think I was like not gone I'm not having the bunk beds I think Dan and maybe Steph had the bunk beds and the top of them was like a circus tent and it had this like big curtain that you could pull around so you could have privacy while you're in bed so yeah that was a really nice trip and I really enjoyed that and that was a big deal because it was the first time I went to a Disney park without my mum and dad oh
1: yeah big big step
0: yeah absolutely and that was when I realized I liked it better I liked being in control.
1: And I guess like you could uh, you could drink as well legally. You're a, yeah, you're over eighteen. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we went to Rainforest Cafe, and my friend Joe. Like, if you mention Jungle Run around her. She goes into this whole monologue about how she would have been the perfect contestant. Jungle Run was an old game show that used to be shown on ITV when we were kids. Anyone in the UK will know what I'm talking about. And she'd go on about how she was amazing and how the contestants were awful. And she used to get so frustrated. If anyone ever says the words Jungle Run around this girl, please, if you know her, if you're listening, mutual friends, friends in common, please say this as a test because she'll go, Oh, Jungle Run, I would have been great at that. Like she always says it, it became a running joke. And we went to Renfrew's Cafe <laughs> and they had this cocktail called Jungle Run. So I was like, you have to have it like it's a side. And we had it and it was like petrol. It was like black rum and white rum. And it just tasted of pure rum. I felt like a pirate. So I remember that. And I remember we went to Cafe Mickey as well and had cocktails there. So, yeah, that was quite nice. That was before I discovered that you could go into the Cafe Fantasia for cocktails. Ah, oh, there we go. Absolutely. And then 2011, any trips in 2011? Not for me, sadly. I had another trip again with my friends through the university. This time we stayed at the Vienna House Dream Castle, which is basically the same, but it's like castle themed. There's like knights in shining armor. And this time I went with just Joe and Steph and then also our friends Paris and Adam shared a room as well. And highlights of that trip were eating at the Earl of Sandwich, which had just opened and shopping in downtown Disney, Disney Village rather and also the new Toy Story Land had just opened so I really remember going there there was like the Slinky Dog Ride, RC Racer and the parachutes that was all new for that trip.
1: Nice (laughs) yeah I'm I'm quite envious that your uni did all this all of these kind of trips that you could do with your friends because that's something that wasn't offered at my university. And I didn't have friends apart from you that were into Disney enough to go on a trip at that point. So that kind of makes me a bit sad.
0: Yeah, I don't really know. I guess all of these friends that I've mentioned today were cheerleaders. And I feel like cheerleading and Disney kind of go hand in hand. It's that very sort of happy American... Bubble, and it was at the time when Glee had come out. And there was also a cheerleading program that I loved called Hellcats, but unfortunately it got discontinued after the first season. But I actually thought it was really good. It had Ashley Tisdale in it, and it was amazing. And I highly recommend it. And so, because we had all of that sort of stuff in common, like trashy American TV and cheerleading and stuff, I guess that's why they're into Disney. And Dan, we've had on the show a few times. He's a huge, huge Disney fan, you know comparable to Tash and I so it makes sense that he would be up for that but he didn't come on the second trip because that was when he was on placement year so yeah that's why just to give some background. So moving on what year are we at now? 2012 so 2012 is the year that we both graduated from university so that meant that I could not go on the university Christmas trip that year but I did manage to squeeze in a trip in the summer. So for my 21st birthday, we went to Walt Disney World in Florida and we stayed at the Port Orleans. That was one of my favourite trips to Orlando. It was just my mum, my sister and I, because my dad and my mum had separated at that point. So this was my last trip with my mum. And we also went with my friend Joe, who I mentioned already because she had expressed that she really wanted to go to Walt Disney World. So she came with us. She paid. For herself and everything but she came with us on our family holiday and that was really nice as well because obviously at 21 it was nice to have like a like-minded person with me
1: yeah because your sister would have been about 12 at that time 11 12 yeah 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 so you definitely yeah want some you've got more of your independence then don't you, you do want someone like-minded with you. I remember you going on that trip, actually, and being so, so jealous, because I think at that age, I was like, not jealous that you went with Joe, but I was jealous because I really wanted to go to Florida so badly. And I think that was kind of when my interest in it really kind of kick-started.
0: Yeah, I remember, this makes me like want to be sick in my mouth now, but I remember like texting my ex-boyfriend on that holiday. And for all his faults, he actually did like Disneyland and Disney trips. And I remember texting him and being all like, oh, I can't wait to bring a family one day. Like, I really remember being on that trip and being like, I think I'm a bit old for this now, like Florida, because it is a big two-week family holiday. And I remember thinking, like, the next time I come, I think it will be with my family. I really remember feeling that. Oh, that's sweet. It's kind of sad, though. I mean, obviously it didn't work out between he and I. So that's, that's, I mean, that's a good thing. But I remember like really thinking like, I can't wait to come here, like with my boyfriend or husband and our children. And I really remember feeling that quite strongly.
1: Yeah. I think Disney trips do kind of change as you get older, don't they? And they kind you know, as you were saying, you know, on your last trip, you went for cocktails and things like that. And we did that when we went to Paris so I think that they do kind of change. But I think that element of magic, if you want it to still be there, it will be there. You don't have to be like, right, OK, I'm in my 20s now. Like I'm too old for Disney. That's not a thing in my mind. It's all about your attitude.
0: I agree. And as you say, it's just a different trip. Cool. OK, 2013, any trips? Yes.
1: So this is the first time that I I went back to California, but this time, no mom, no dad, no sister. This is the first time that I took my husband, Benji, I should say the first and only time. So he had been to Disneyland Paris before, um, but he had never been to California or any of the other parks. And he's not a massive Disney fan. So I had just done a summer working at a camp in America, I did Camp America, and then we decided to meet and we did a little tour around. So we met in San Francisco, we then traveled to Anaheim, went to San Diego, ended up in Vegas and New York. So it was a great trip. But as part of that, the deal was that we would spend three days in California and well in Anaheim doing Disney, and also we did do Universal Studios as well. Um, We stayed off-site again this time. We did not stay at the carousel. It was still there. We stayed... I can't remember, we stayed in a basic chain hotel. Um, It was nothing to write home about, but within walking distance of the park. And I really, really loved this trip because as I say, it was our first trip together. And probably my favorite memory of this trip was watching World of Colour. I don't think it had been around for too long before this. It certainly wasn't when I had been to California in previous years. And I remember it was Benji actually who really wanted to go and see it. And I, I don't know why, like now I would never miss a show. But I wasn't that bothered at the time. I was a bit like, I think there was something else on or I wanted, or we had a fast pass for something. And I was a bit like, oh, like, I'm not too worried. Maybe we'll try and catch it another day. And he was like, no, 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 let's go and see it. And so we did. And apart from Fantasmic, obviously I'm Fantasmic. I can't replace anything in place of that. But it is one of my favorite Disney shows of all time. We actually loved it so much that we went to the first viewing and then we stayed for the second viewing so we could have the front row kind of viewing spot as well so yeah that was probably one of my nicest memories of that trip and definitely one
0: of my favorite trips ever. Nice well you and I have that in common because 2013 I mean 13 unlucky for some right was the year that I also went to Disneyland for the first time with my ex-boyfriend so we went to Disneyland Paris together and I mean, I, you know, I obviously your your ex is your ex for a reason, but this was actually a nice thing that he did for me. So he was living in Germany at the time and this was when my mental health had started to really decline and my anxiety had been quite crippling after university and I hadn't really ever gotten out of that. And I went to visit him in Germany and I was just having the most awful time. I just didn't like it there. He was staying in a really small village called Niedheim near Dusseldorf and there wasn't very much there and it was super religious and I just felt really out of place. I would go to the supermarket and things in the days when he was working and they wouldn't speak any English to me. They would only speak German and it was like on purpose, like I could tell that they could speak English or I'd hear them say something in English. But then to me, they would just speak in German and it was like to prove a point almost. And I just felt really isolated and wasn't having a very nice time at all. And then one day I was just super down and he had a few days off work and he was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I just need you to be happy. I'm taking you to Disneyland. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, like we'll get in the car. It's not that far. I'll drive us there now. Like, it's fine. Let's just do it. I just, I need for you to be happy. And it was honestly one of the nicest things probably the nicest thing that he ever did for me, let's be frank. So we got in the car, we drove, I remember that the weather was awful, I remember this like torrential rain on the way there and we had to drive through like the Netherlands and stuff and I was really like anxious because it was dark and raining and I had an anxiety disorder as well. Anyway we got there, I had a really nice time actually, we stayed at the Santa Fe, probably my least favourite of the Disneyland hotels but it was on a budget, it was a last minute trip. So we went, I remember there were a few things about the trip that I wasn't super happy with, like he wouldn't let me meet Disney characters and things because he found that weird and juvenile and perhaps most adults think that, but that's what makes me happy. So I was a little bit annoyed and I remember Princess Jasmine was at the meet and greet in Adventureland by the lamp and that was quite new at that point and I was so excited. I was like, oh my god, but it's Jasmine. Like, I know you said that meeting characters is for children, but it's Jasmine and he was really like no like come on this is childish and embarrassing and I like that would always stay with me and quite a contrast to Grumpy saying to me Mercedes quick put your ears on it's Rapunzel (laughs) (laughs) absolutely I mean
1: you know him aside let's not talk about him but the dream is that I'm just sitting at home one day and Benji says, like, right, quick, get in the car, we're going to drive to Paris. Like, absolutely, hello. Like, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, it was a nice but, thing for him to have done. It, yeah, it's a very, very nice thing. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it is different, isn't it, when you go with a partner to when you go with friends. And again, this is something we've spoken about. And I love my trips with with Benji to Disney, but it is different when you go with someone who is mega into Disney like when we go together yeah you go with someone and they're not really into it
0: absolutely I completely agree so that was 2013 lucky for you Tash unlucky for me oh well it was still nice but you know you know what I mean so moving on to 2014 did you have any Disney trips in 2014 no I did not neither did I 2014 was a pretty boring year all round. into the woods was released Oh, was it? God, it that was, was. Ages ago. Yeah, and so
1: was Big Hero 6. Oh, that again feels more recent. I agree.
0: Moving on to 2015, any Disney trips, Tash? 2015, sadly not, but I had one up my sleeve. Cool. So 2015 was the live-action Cinderella's big debut, which was very, very exciting. The Kenneth Branagh version that I absolutely love. Again, feels super recent. And also The Good Dinosaur, that I said about that the better. Now, before we move into 2016, because I know Tash has got a ton to talk about here and so do I, I'm just going to very quickly caveat At the beginning of 2016, I went to Disneyland Paris. I stayed at the Newport Bay Club with my friends. I went with Annika, Joe, Dan, Steph, and my sister Morgan. We met our old cheerleading coach there, Dan Elliott, who we had on the show very recently. He was working out there at the time, and it was lovely to meet him and his friends and some of the friends of the characters. So that was a very special trip And I just wanted to say that very briefly, because I know that Tash is now going to explode as we move into 2016.
1: So 2016, obviously, a very, very special year for me. I had moved to Shanghai in 2015. And of course, we knew that they were opening Shanghai Disneyland, which I was incredibly excited about. I'm not saying it's the reason I decided to move to Shanghai, But it certainly helped. And I was very excited about it. And it got pushed back. I think originally it was meant to open in 2015. And it got pushed back and opened in the spring, summer of 2016. I was actually back in England when it opened. And I gutted to this day that I didn't make it to that opening day or that opening week. But there we go. I went in opening year. So I actually waited to go until my dad came to visit me in the September of 2016. So it had been open for a few months by then. It opened, I think, in June. Properly opened then. So I waited for my dad to come over and we spent two days in Shanghai Disneyland. Obviously, incredibly, incredibly exciting to be in this brand new Disney Park, and it also felt kind of exclusive that you know no one else had really been there yet, and I certainly didn't know anyone else that was there. We actually were friends with some of the guys who worked kind of like with building and construction for Shanghai Disneyland, which was really cool to kind of get their insights into it. But yes, yeah, so my dad came over. We stayed in the Toy Story Hotel. So on the first day, it was myself, my dad, and Benji that went into the park. It was pretty busy, being that it was opening and it was September. A lot of people decided not to go in the summer because Shanghai gets unbearably hot in the summer, so a lot of people waited for the September. And then we stayed overnight in the Toy Story Hotel, which was super cool. And actually, apart from when you and I stayed um, in the Santa Fe in 2008, and David Crockett's ranch, this was the first time that I stayed in a proper Disneyland hotel. So very, very exciting. And then on day two, it was just my dad and I that went into the park again. So yeah, a really fantastic trip for me. That wasn't my only trip that year, of course, because then a dear friend came to visit me in Shanghai
0: and we also went to Disneyland together. We did indeed. Yeah. So similarly to your trip with your dad, I had two days at at Shanghai Disneyland. I did a day with you, Benji, myself and Grumpy. And then Grumpy and I stayed at the Shanghai Disney Hotel for the night. And then just the two of us went to the park the second day. I kind of regret not doing three days. That's always my takeaway when I go to a new park is that I wish I'd done more days. So I'm going to remember that going forward. And being able to stay at the Shanghai Disney Hotel for me was honestly like a once in a lifetime opportunity Well, I genuinely think a once in a lifetime opportunity I very much doubt that I'm going to get to go back there really sadly but if I'm being honest I, I don't think that's going to happen and Grumpy was so amazing because I said you know I was trying to explain it to him because he'd never been to any Disney park okay so this is his first ever experience this brand new Disney park and I was trying to explain to him like the equivalent of this at Disneyland Paris is like 500 pounds a night and the equivalent in Florida the Grand Floridian again similarly you're looking at thousands and thousands of dollars because this is China yes it's really expensive by China standard but this is so affordable I think it was 180 pounds for the night and because we've been staying with you very kindly you said that we could stay at your apartment in Shanghai that meant we were saving a ton of money on accommodation from that perspective so I, when I kind of pitched it to him like that, he was like, you've got to stay there then. Like you have, you have to. And I was like, yeah, like, I'm glad you understand. So staying there was incredible. And he still says to this day, it's the nicest hotel he ever stayed at Disney or not Disney. Like it was so posh and so premium. And I just, oh my God, I loved it. That's probably my biggest takeaway from that trip was that hotel. Seriously, I loved it so much. And I really liked Shanghai. It obviously doesn't have a place in my heart as special as it does for you. And I know we're going to be talking about Shanghai a lot more, I'm sure, as we go for the next couple of years. But I was so proud and pleased and just Like for me, that's the achievement of a lifetime, being able to say that I went to that park the year it opened and I don't know that I'll ever get to go back again. So that was so special. And being able to share that with you and obviously you'd already been so you knew kind of the ropes as it were and you could show us the way amazing and i know i say this every time but i will still never get over the fact that tomorrowland is the other side that just completely confused me and because it was grumpy's first ever trip he was like navigating his way around really well and he was like what's wrong with you like and i was like because it's the wrong way so yeah massive highlight for me my first asian disney park probably like not going to get to go there again and grumpy's first trip and a trip with you amazing
1: yeah, definitely. I think there is something about going in that first opening year. It was also the first year because I went again at Christmas. It's the first time that I had ever been in a Disney park for Christmas, which was just even more magical and insane than, than usual. And I still maintain, like to this day, my biggest regret of being in China is not staying at that Disneyland hotel. It was something we always meant to do and it just never ended up happening. However, I unlike you, I feel like I will go back. My, Benji works in, what well, he basically works for a company and does a lot of stuff in China still. So he makes frequent trips back to Shanghai, obviously not at the moment. So I do foresee one day that I will go back to that park again. Like for me, it's like, I have to go back to that park because it meant so much to me for like three
0: years of my life. Oh God. Yeah. You lived there. Like you're going to want to take your children. You've got friends that still live out there. Like you've got a lot of connections for me. Like I really enjoyed it, but I want to get to Japan. I definitely want to go back to Florida. Like, there's just other priorities for me, which is why I realistically don't think that I'll get to go back. So, shall we move on to 2017? Yes, let's. So, 2017 was when the live-action Beauty and the Beast was released. That really feels like it was sooner than 2017. That's three years ago, which is crazy. And, Tash, I'm sure there were many Disney trips for you during 2017. There were. So again, 2017 was a really
1: special year for me. So this was when they announced that they were doing a season pass for Shanghai Disneyland. So of course, that is something that I purchased. So I don't know how many times I went to Shanghai Disneyland in 2017, but it was many, many times. The most memorable trip was going for the one-year anniversary. I took the day off of work. Myself and my friend Tom went, I think we went ridiculously early we were there at like 6 30 in the morning waiting to get in and the most special part of the day was that Bob Iger was in the park and he came and he did a speech on stage and I remember because it was the first time they kind of made everyone sit down for the castle show which was different normally you're allowed to stand up and I remember everyone was sitting down we didn't know that Bob was going to be there and then they said something on the stage in Chinese and then they said something Bob Iger and we looked at each other like what And then he walked out on stage and we were like, oh my God, this is amazing. And literally like half of the Chinese people like sat there and picked up their phones. And we were like, do you not know who this is? Like, it was honestly incredible seeing him on the stage with Mickey. So that was really, really special. I also kind of that year realized how much Disney parks meant to me. I've always loved Disney and Disney films. And I've also always loved my Disney trips. But I think for me, this is when I realized how much comfort and escapism I saw from Disney parks, obviously living in Shanghai, I did love it, but it does come with its difficulties, obviously things like language barrier and, you know, being away from home and from your friends and stuff and missing big events. So I think, I really kind of saw Shanghai Disneyland as a big source of comfort and escapism. And it really helped me a lot with things like anxiety during those times. And so it was when I would say I really kind of became interested in the parks as a whole and started doing a lot more research into other parks and things. And again, I had always planned during my time in China to go to Hong Kong and Tokyo. And so 2017 was a great year for me because not only did I do Shanghai, I also got to do Hong Kong and Tokyo as well. So, Hong Kong, we did for Chinese New Year. So, it was great to see it all kind of celebrated and kitted out for that. And then Tokyo, I did right before we left China. I actually did it for my 27th birthday. So, yeah, again, first time I've ever spent a birthday in a Disney park. So, that was pretty special. And we did Tokyo Disneyland Park and we did Tokyo Disney Sea as well. And it was just before Christmas that so they were decked out for Christmas. So, again, amazing to see the park in that kind of celebratory status as well
0: absolutely and if you want to hear more about Tasha's experiences at Hong Kong and Tokyo Disney I really encourage you to go right back to the beginning of our chat Disney episodes I think episodes like five and six or something like that the very very beginning of this podcast Tash did a whole episode on Hong Kong and a whole episode on Tokyo so if you're planning a trip to either of those destinations in the future or you're just curious definitely go back and give them a listen
1: definitely yeah I love talking about those parks
0: yeah absolutely and it's quite difficult because I've not been I, I can't kind of get as excited about it as, as as you do. So it's difficult for us to talk about it together, which is why I think those episodes are really good because they're just purely focused on those parks. So definitely go back and give them a listen. So moving on to 2018, we're almost up to present day. So this was a year, again, guess where I went? Drum roll, please. Disneyland Paris. I didn't realize how much of my life I've spent there, but there we are. So this was a really lovely trip. 2018 was when Grumpy and I were saving to buy our first house. And also, it was the year that every single person we knew decided they were going to get married and so I had a lot of outgoings that year I had a lot of hen parties and a lot of stuff just going on you know a lot of dresses to buy and so on and so unfortunately I didn't have very much disposable income and Grumpy was actually going to Australia because his sister big shout out to Katie made it to the Commonwealth Games which is you know an achievement that I don't think many people will ever aspire to in their lifetime so he had to go and I was meant to be going on that trip as well but unfortunately because of all of the weddings and the hens and the house and everything I made the very difficult decision not to go and I think at that point he realized kind of how driven I was about saving for the house but also that I wouldn't get to go on holiday that year and that made him very sad so for that year for Christmas he decided to book me a trip to Disneyland Paris as a surprise which was amazing and like honestly so nice and I'm very blessed with these nice boyfriends that take me to Disneyland Paris as a surprise but there we are i um, very very lucky and it was such a nice trip obviously he'd been to Shanghai Disneyland before but this was the first time he came to Paris which is kind of you know my local horn I know what I'm doing there so I could kind of you know show him the ropes and we got a lot done we were there for like four or five days I think we had a day trip to Paris itself as well which was really nice and Paris was the first place that we ever traveled together when we were first dating. So it's always got a special place. I mean, Paris is the city that I visited the most out of anywhere. So I I love the city as well. So combining the city of Paris with Disneyland Paris together was a really really special trip.
1: Yeah, I think it must be so nice to, as you say, somewhere that you have spent so much time. I mean, again, it's like me with Shanghai Disneyland. I haven't been for a couple of years. But I feel like I know that place like the back of my hand. And if anyone said they were going there, I would love to advise them on it and to even go with them. So it must have been so nice for you to share that experience with grumpy
0: yeah definitely definitely and so we're moving we're we're on the home stretch i did actually have one again in 2018 on our honeymoon we went traveling around
1: southeast asia and we did go back to shanghai so of course i wanted to go back to shanghai disneyland so me and benji went back to shanghai disneyland in 2018 just for a day but it was so nice to go back after a year away and then 2019
0: sadly no trips that is sad. So it was 2018, your last Shanghai trip. It was. Oh, I know. That is sad. But you will definitely go back. Like, you know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a question of when. Absolutely. So 2019 was a kind of a big deal for me. I went to California for the first time, Disneyland in California, and that's kind of where this podcast all began. So if you want to go all the way back to episode two, you can hear Tash talk about her family trips to California in a lot more detail and also my experiences going there for the first time with Grumpy. And I loved it. I absolutely adored it. I still think that. Florida just pips it to the post because it's just got so much more but there's an authenticity with California that you don't get in any of the other Disney parks and I know it sounds corny but the fact that Walt Disney built that park himself and spent so much time there you can tell the cast members own that and they're so proud of it and I honestly have to say any disney fans listening to this podcast right now that have not been please try and make it your priority it is so special and there's so many other things to do in california as well it doesn't just have to be a disney trip we went skiing we went to la we went to san francisco we had a big trip honestly trip of a lifetime and it was just made even more special by finishing in anaheim and i definitely want to go back there again
1: Oh, hundred percent. Like I would love us to go together at, at some one day at some point because as you say, it, it does have that extra thing about it because it is it's Walt's Park. And I don't know, for, for me, like you cannot beat that as amazing as the other parks are in Florida, is you cannot beat that about it. And you did touch upon it then. That is where really this podcast kind of started. It was not because of that trip, but I think that was a big Part of it was us discussing that on our first episode. So,
0: yeah, we have a lot to thank for that trip. Definitely. Yeah. And it was really nice as well. I've never really had that experience where I guess we had it a little bit in Shanghai, but obviously you were with me. So it's a bit different, but being able to lean on you and say, okay Tash what am I doing and you being able to advise like yep stay on off-site like around this area you'll be within walking distance and it's really interesting California and I'm not going to go into it into too much detail because we did it to death on that episode too and I'm sure lots of listeners have been themselves but D- Downtown Disney is so small And then the area surrounding the park Where all the hotels are Almost like an extension of Disneyland It feels like you're still in Disneyland Even though you're not And you come out of this hotel And every single person staying in your hotel is there for Disney So it might as well be on site And it's such a short walk as well It's probably the same distance As some of those Disneyland Paris hotels And a lot closer than some of those in Orlando So it is a very different ball game. So I'm really pleased that I had you To sort of lean on for that advice
1: definitely and I had you to lean on for
0: my upcoming trip in the next year absolutely so before we kick into that obviously 2020 beginning of this year Tash and I went to Disneyland Paris very very special trip for us both we actually dedicated four episodes of this podcast to that trip so if you'd like to hear more about that I do encourage you to listen to the episodes from January and February of this year where we talk about our Disneyland Paris trip in a lot more detail Absolutely,
1: yeah. And I've I've said it at the time and I still maintain it. So 2020, it had been, we went in 2028, 20, so it'd be 12 years for me since going to Paris. And I'm never going to leave it that long again. I don't care what happens, I'm, I'm never going to leave it that long again. And I, don't, and I also, actually, I'm not going to say, I think I know that there is not just one or two, but there are many trips for us to Disneyland Paris together as well, I feel.
0: Oh, 100%. Like the minute we've got children together, I want to do those trips together. I just think that I don't want my poor teenage child to be feeling how your sister felt or how I felt. I want them to have friends that they can lean on, that they can go with. Because if they're not enjoying themselves, you're not going to enjoy yourself. So I think it's important that they have friends and and things that they can go with as well. So no, we won't leave it that long, definitely not. But Tash, why don't you end this episode today? It's your 30th birthday, your 30 years of Disney on a big high that you achieved this year. So this year is probably the most let's say the beginning, <laughs> the beginning couple of months
1: of this year is probably one of the most special years for me because it is the year that I finally ticked off that last Disney park and can say that I visited every Disney resort in the world. And I did Florida, which had been a very, very long time coming. Obviously, all those years ago in 2009, when I went to Florida with my parents, I thought it would be a few years and it ended up taking you know a good 11 years for me to get there. But we finally did it. So in February of this year, Benji and I went to Florida. I remember the year before in 2019, we had planned to go to New York to see my father-in-law because he lives there. And I remember doing a little bit of research and seeing how much it would cost to fly between New York and Orlando. And then I kind of proposed it to Benji thinking I would have a big case on my hands. And he was just like yeah, okay, then. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, we can do it. And honestly, I've never been so happy in my entire life. But yeah, it just felt really special. Obviously, again, I know I said that about it is different going to Disney with someone who's not an avid Disney fan as it is to going with someone who's super into it. But Benji has really changed over the past few years. And I think, especially with going to Florida, I do think he is becoming more a Disney fan in his own right. Like, very often like if we're like, oh, what should we watch? He will say, like, Oh should we see what's on Disney Plus or is there any new documentaries on Disney Plus? So he's definitely getting it and getting the magic more, which I think made this trip really really special. I think there was just one day when we were in Hollywood Studios, which he did not enjoy, which kind of dragged my enjoyment down a little bit, I want to say. But apart from that, it was such a great trip. Loved going with him, loved everything about it. And again, I just want to go with my whole family now. I want to go with my mum and dad and my sister, because I feel like it's, we you know, we missed out on that part when we were younger, obviously incredibly lucky to go to California, so many times. But yeah, I want to kind of show my parents, how amazing that park is as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Big, big trip with the whole family would be amazing. And I think that your husband's love of Disney really stems from his love for you. And he said, you know, I can't remember if this was when he was on a Ahana on the podcast or if this was just a private conversation that I had with him, but he wanted you to achieve your goal of visiting all the parks. That was really important to him that you achieved that because he knew how important it was for you. And I think that was probably one of the big reasons that he wanted to get you there as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, you know, can't fool him for (laughs) that. Amazing. And there you
0: have it. 30 years of Disney trips, just like that. And we appreciate that today's been a very long episode. We're just going to head into the final segment now. We have got Hello, Hello, Hello. Hello.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: So Hello, Hello, Hello is this segment where we read your shout outs. And we have had some lovely listener feedback over on the Apple Podcasts app. So if you would like a shout out, please do give us a review on the Apple Podcasts app. Every review that we get helps us to get excited and energized about this podcast and keep creating new content. So the first one is entitled... The best podcast. I mean, I'm excited already. Can't argue with that. <laughs> Absolutely. And this comes from Madame Leota, and it says, "Definitely my favorite podcast ever. I've been here since August of last year, and I have loved every moment."
1: Oh, that's so lovely. Short and simple, but that's just such
0: the sentiment is so lovely there. Absolutely. And then we have another one from M J L G. The title is great show. It is a great. The greatest show. Nice. This is the greatest show. Wonderful topics and great discussions between two Disney-loving friends. The Ed segments are always a blast to listen to. A must listen. Well, now you're in one of the end segments.
1: No, oh, I love that as well. Oh, do you know what? It really does incentivize you to kind of keep going with it. It makes me feel very humbled and proud.
0: Oh, definitely. Makes, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it makes it worth it. We do this for you as much as for ourselves. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> we do it for you, but also for us. We do it for everyone.
0: Yeah. Do we do it for us?
1: Yeah, we, we enjoy doing it. It's not a chore, is it? Well, no, it's not a chore, but we don't listen
0: to it. So,
1: No, I guess not, but we enjoy like doing it, making it.
0: Yeah. And I guess that from my perspective, just to end today on like a sentimental note, because, you know, Tash is turning 30. This is a big deal. I feel like, for so long, for the beginning of our friendship, we spent every waking hour together. We would spend six hours together at school and then often one of us would go to the other one's house in the evening and then we'd spend weekends together and have sleepovers. We spent so much time together and this has meant that for, you know, the past almost two years we have a dedicated time every week that we check in with each other and before recording we always kind of update each other on what's happening in each other's lives and I don't think in the last decade, I would say, I've been so in tune with what's happening in your life and with your family and so on. And that's because we have this regular forum to talk, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's true, because it's not it's not like we just get on with recording straight away. We also use <laughs> it as time to catch up with us as well. So yeah. yeah, it's nice having a dedicated time,
0: I think. Yeah. Definitely, especially with what's going on this year as well, like the fact that we've been able to move the podcast onto Zoom so we can still commit to our weekly schedule has been great.
1: I can imagine what we would have done, what we wouldn't have been able to do without
0: Zoom. There would be no podcasts from anyone. No, well this time we would have been able to have done it outside because we were allowed to meet one person But I'm not sure that would have sounded very enjoyable No, especially with how windy it is here to record it on the beach Yeah, exactly that (laughs) So that is all for this week. I hope that you have enjoyed this week's episode and do tune in next week for Tash's big 30th birthday celebration. How are you feeling, Tash? More excited now? We've just gone through your whole life. I am
1: excited and I'm excited to have, like, I think having a lockdown birthday will actually be nice. Like there's no pressure. So I am actually excited to just have a nice day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Good. Okay. Well, if you are just as excited about Tash's lockdown birthday as she is, you know where to find us next Monday. Tash's birthday is actually next Monday. So the podcast comes out on Tash's birthday. So big, big celebration for Tash. Don't miss it. We will see you next week. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you. Oh. Goodbye. now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.